My name is Karen. And my name is Colleen. And this is Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh Oh my! Welcome back to Our Goblet of Wine is Better, our series about the Harry Potter books, movies, and everything in between. Like we said in our first episode, we won't always be drinking alcohol. Today I'm drinking every Texan's favorite, Dr. Pepper. And I'm drinking a vanilla shake. In this episode, we will be discussing chapters 11 and 12 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And chapter 11 is Quidditch. Quidditch! So the Quidditch season begins, yes. and it seems like it begins around the same time that football kind of begins. Maybe a little bit later, uh, just because it's colder. I mean, it might depend on what kind of uh, football you're talking about. Well, like about. football in like, school is what I'm talking about. <laughs> like American football? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, if you go by our school, our first game was usually... The first Friday of the school year, yeah, which that's was... That's why I said a little bit later, because it's colder. Okay, so a couple months later, yes. <laughs> a couple months later. Okay. <laughs> which I guess would probably make this November, since we probably. just had Halloween. Yeah, it's probably Halloween. Um, yeah, at the beginning of the chapter it says, as they entered November. Oh, well, definitely didn't pay attention to that. <laughs> it's November, guys! It's November! <laughs> Um, but anyway, the Quidditch season starts when it's cold. They're talking about how cold it is. Hagrid is, de- is defrosting broomsticks. Yep. <laughs> which seems silly. And doesn't he, like, help the owls that are, like, frozen? Yes, too? yeah. <laughs> uh, whenever, like, any owl that comes delivering mail during these cold months, Hagrid nurses back to health. Yeah. Because it's apparently so cold. The poor things. <laughs> the poor things. But I just want to know why he's defrosting broomsticks. Yeah, I don't Are know. they still having flying lessons? Probably, I would think. If so, then I would say that's why. I would think that's probably why. Because otherwise, I feel like the Quidditch teams probably either kept their broomsticks in their dormitories with them, or who knows? <laughs> I think that's probably why, because I don't know if you played the little virtual game on mm. the phones uh i have world or whatever i've played it before i don't remember how far i got okay but when you get to a certain point you get to the point where you have flying lessons Mm -hmm. and you have to like take them multiple times to get to certain like yeah i think i've i think i've gotten to that point so i think that ultimately they do keep having flying lessons throughout the series we just don't hear about it because it's like Quidditch is way more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he's probably defrosting the broomsticks for flying lessons. Flying lessons. Probably. Although it says it's on the Quidditch field. Well, maybe that's where they store them. Maybe. I mean, where else would they have flying lessons? I feel like they should have them on the Quidditch field. Except in the flying lessons chapter, it says it's that like, they're oh. in an area of the grounds. Maybe like, it's right off of the Quidditch pitch. I mean, maybe. So I mean, it'd still be a little ways away, at yeah, least. Yeah, but... but maybe it's, like, closer to it. I mean, maybe. I like how, like, in elementary school, the blacktop was, like, there, but the... But the playground, playground was a little was... ways away. Kinda okay. Like I mean, it also depends on your school. It does, but, but like, that's what I've typically The, the general thing. The general yeah. idea of, like, the blacktop is here, and then... Yeah. I don't even know why it was called a blacktop. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. It was just the square of concrete. It was the square of concrete where maybe there was a basketball hoop. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Or like some hopscotch. Yeah, or four or square or something. Yeah. yeah, anyway. Okay. We digress. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Harry's glad that he has Hermione as his friend now. Yes. And Hermione has become more relaxed about breaking the rules. That's true. Like, there's a specific part that says she has been. Yeah, there is. Oh, yeah, no, literally. There's the beginning of this of a chap, uh, paragraph on page 181. It says, Hermione had become a bit more relaxed about breaking rules since yeah. Harry and Ron had saved her from a mountain troll, and she was much nicer for it. Yeah, which, like, the much nicer part, I think, for Harry is that she's helping him with his homework. Mm-hmm. Because he has all these late practices for yeah. Quidditch. 
And but the poor thing is probably falling behind. <laughs> probably. Oh, absolutely. She's a little 11 year old. <laughs> but it's just surprising that Hermione is like, okay, we can break some rules. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's funny that she just magically decided that after one encounter with a troll. Mm-hmm. I mean, after one encounter, encounter, they're magically friends. <laughs> She's lied for like the first time. She, she lied, ever. yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, suddenly she's breaking rules. Yep. I would feel more it'd be bending rules than yeah. breaking, but they specifically said breaking. I wonder what rules really she's uh, Yeah, I would say I do wonder what rules. <laughs> like, well, what? No, never mind. That's, that's later. Okay, okay. That's later. <laughs> I think it might be the next chapter, actually. Um, oh, okay. So they're like outside for like Quidditch or whatever. And. I don't know. Is it Quidditch or, like, Quidditch practice or something? They're outside. And Harry has the Quidditch through the ages book that Hermione Yes. And then yeah. Snape gets all upset that he took a library book outside. Yeah. Which, like, I have an issue with because I know that the students are allowed out on the grounds. Mm-hmm. And I know that the students do homework out on the grounds. Yeah. So why can't they have library books out on the grounds? I get the feeling Snape just wanted a reason to get mad at them. Yes. So he went... And I agree with them saying that they he just made up that rule. Yeah, he made up that rule. I don't think that's a rule. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> like, I get that the books might be old. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't think it's... I think, I think if there were any books that specifically weren't allowed out on the grounds, they would say so. Yeah. When, like, checking them out. You yeah. know, the librarian would be like, hey, just so you know, you need to keep this inside. Yeah. Because, like, I know, I know in my college library, we had some books that weren't allowed out of the library. Okay, yeah. Uh, we had that, too. But, yeah. Like, encyclopedias and stuff. Yeah. not take out. Um, but also, like, I feel like each book probably has some kind of protective spell on it, I would say. Uh, I, I would, mean... I would probably think that, just because it's a library. I guess students. so, Yeah. And you never know what they're going to do with their True. books or what's going to happen to them. Although, That's what I would think. Although, at the same time, I almost feel like they wouldn't just because it'd be like, whatever, we can magically fix it. I guess that's true. But but yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Right? I don't know. I would probably think that. Yeah. And so that's another reason why I don't understand Snape saying stuff like that. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> Harry wants his book back. Yeah. Because he's feeling stressed out about his Quidditch game the next day. Yes. And so he <laughs> wants to be able to keep reading some yes. more of Quidditch through the ages. Yes. Because it, like, I, I don't know, I guess it has some kind of soothing effect on him or I, Yeah. I guess so. But anyway, he goes to the, like, teacher's... Lounge. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what they call it. I guess. And he, um... He wants to talk to Snape in front of other teachers because he's more likely to give him the book back in front of other teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if it was just him and Snape, then definitely That's, not. Yeah, definitely. So he goes and he... Doesn't he, like, knock on the door? He knocks on the door, like, and twice. no answer. Yeah, so he knocks, no answer. He knocks again, I think. Yeah. No answer. And then he pushes it open. Yeah, because he thinks maybe Snape left it in there. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. And he finds Snape and, and Filch, Filch. Mm-hmm. which is a weird scene. <laughs> it's yeah, it's odd because it seems like Filch is helping Snape bandage up his leg, mm-hmm. which leads me to a couple of questions. One, why is Filch the one helping him bandage himself? Yeah. Two, why couldn't he have just gone to Madame Pomfrey and been like, "Don't ask, don't ask, just help me." Three, why couldn't Snape have just healed himself? Himself? Also a good... Yeah, those are all good questions. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. But also... Yes. Because we... Because Harry figures that, oh, the reason his leg is, like, messed up is because he must have tried to get past the three-headed dog yeah. on Halloween. And so my question is, like, one, like, why did Snape try to get past the three-headed dog? Mm-hmm. And two, like, if, you, if you've if you read the book, then you know Snape is one of the ones protecting yeah. what is through that trapdoor. Yeah. So you would think Snape would be able to get past Fluffy. Yeah, you would think that. So he had to have gotten attacked by something else. No, I, I would still say it's Fluffy. Are you sure? I think so. I don't know. I never... Oh, yeah, 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 because... It was definitely Fluffy. It was definitely Fluffy because Snape says, blasted thing. How are you supposed to keep your eyes on all three heads at once? <laughs> So <laughs> okay, so it's definitely fluffy. It's definitely fluffy. So either Snape didn't yet know how to 
soothe Fluffy into letting him pass. Or, I don't know. Because... Because maybe Snape's part of the protection of the Sorcerer's Stone. Doesn't have to do with him knowing how to get through it all. Yeah, I was saying, because maybe it goes, like, one by one, like, whatever teacher, like, the teacher furthest into, or closest to the stone did their thing. Yeah. And then the next teacher, and then... That's probably what Up until you get to Fluffy. Because he's pretty close to... I was saying, because I think he's the last thing before you get to the stone. Because it's when they take away Hermione. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he just doesn't understand Fluffy. <laughs> he doesn't understand Fluffy, and uh, I, I don't know why Filch was trying to help Snape bandage his leg. I don't understand Filch helping anyone. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> like, I, I'm i not really sure who would help Snape, but I don't understand Filch helping Snape. I feel like maybe McGonagall would help Snape. But otherwise, I'm not really sure. Yeah. I could see McGonagall doing that. Yeah. Because they seem like they're, like, friends. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Like, they're they're at least, like, acquaintances (laughs) enough to be like, okay, no questions asked, I'll help you with whatever. Exactly. Um, So, yeah. So, he... Harry thinks that Snape Snape tried to get past Fluffy, or the three-headed dog, since we don't know his name yet. Yeah. Um, and Gryffindor is doing well against Slytherin in their Quidditch game, which is, like, the next thing, right? That's the next thing. I yeah. <laughs> I want to point more something stuff out. <laughs> no, something about the Quidditch oh, game. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, so, in the stands, you know, you have all the Gryffindors and Slytherins and whatever yeah. other houses, and, <laughs> let's see, who is it? Uh, uh let's see. As a surprise for Harry, they had a banner that said Potter for President. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> had a banner that said Potter for President. Why? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I want to know. Was this Hermione's idea? I don't think so. I think... Because I know she does something with the words to change the colors. N- no. Right? It just says that Hermione performed a tricky little charm so that the paint flashed different colors. Yeah, change the colors. But here, you know what? I can just read this paragraph. But I don't know whose idea it was. Uh, Ron and Hermione join Neville, Seamus, and Dean, the West Ham fan, up in the top row. As a surprise for Harry, they had painted a large banner on one of the sheets Scabbers had ruined. It said Potter for President, and Dean, who was good at drawing, had done a large Gryffindor line underneath. Then Hermione had performed a tricky little charm so that the paint flashed different colors. I just want to know why they chose Potter for President. I just don't know where they would have gotten President from if it wasn't from one of the Muggleborns. Hermione. Or Dean, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If it wasn't yeah. from one of them. I feel like Hermione wouldn't say Potter for president, though. So maybe it was Dean. Maybe. Maybe, maybe Dean went. Maybe Dean went, you know what, I'll do it. <laughs> Potter for president. He's like such a weirdo. I just, I don't. That's a weird thing they even put on there. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what Joe was thinking when she wrote this part. I don't think she was thinking. I, think so. <laughs> I, I mean, think she was just like, what would 11-year-old say? This. And I don't think that's don't, what they would say. They don't even have presidents in Hogwarts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't understand. I could see, like, Captain or, like... I would just say, like, go, Potter, go. I don't know, but yeah. yeah. Just something, like, generic instead yeah. of Potter for president. Yeah, like, in, isn't the, it's the fifth one, right, where they do, like, Weasley is our king? I think so. That sounds so, like, right. Stuff Weasley like that makes sense, king. but president doesn't make the sense. The president thing doesn't make sense, especially for a first year. Yeah, no. <laughs> he's a first year. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> the Quidditch game is going well. Yes. For Gryffindor. Yes. And, um, then, oh, okay, so Harry hasn't had a lot to do. Because he's just floating above everyone, mm. out of the way, yes. waiting for the snitch to show Because he and Oliver Wood had talked about that being the strategy, wait up yeah. high so you can maybe see the snitch and yeah. whatever. And um, so he finally spots the snitch, and well, Higgs spots it yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And so they start going after it. Yeah, I also want to point out that yeah. at some point, uh, Harry thought he saw a glimpse of the snitch, but what he saw was... Like, one of the twins' wristwatches. Oh. Which made me go, the Weasleys have wristwatches? That's really weird, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I was like... Are they the same watches that they have in their house? (laughs) 
where it tells them where everything is. I don't know. But I mean, also, I just feel like they'd be too poor to have wristwatches. Yeah. Who at Hogwarts wears a wristwatch? I feel like that's a weird thing for people to wear. Especially at Hogwarts. At Hogwarts, at least, yeah. Like, I don't know how they tell time there, but I don't think they I have use no watches. <laughs> I don't think they I have, have wristwatches. Absolutely no idea. I think they have just giant grandfather clocks everywhere, yeah. probably. But. You know what? While we're talking about the Weasleys, real kay. quick. Yeah. Uh, the twins' friend, Lee Jordan, is the Quidditch announcer, mm-hmm. and I really wish his lines from the book were in the movie, because they were hilarious. Oh, they're always hilarious. Yeah, I like, he's the, he's the best. I love his character. What I think is funny is that this is a game between Gryffindor and Slytherin, and they got a biased party to commentate it. Yes, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'm sure McGonagall was like, you better not be biased. And he went, oh, I crossed my heart, hope to die. He's clearly biased, and I feel like if McGonagall even knew Jordan. Probably, but it, I think it was also probably a question of, did anyone else sign up to do this? If not, then that's who you've got. It's a good point. It's a good point. But then she, like, threatens him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's like, Jordan, I swear to God. (laughs) But, yeah, that's definitely an interesting... Yeah. Lee Jordan's funny, I like I love his character. He's He's a good character. He's hilarious. He's a good character. Because, like, he's in the first movie. He's doing the announcing. But he doesn't have these funny lines. No. No. They cut those out. They cut them out. Unfortunately. Because they're pretty solid. So sad. (laughs) Oh, but, you know what? There was... What? Was it in this chapter? Oh, oh no. I'm thinking of a different chapter. Never okay. mind. Never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, had, it had to do with the twins, but it's the next chapter. Oh. Okay. Okay. We'll talk about it eventually, then. Eventually. But, um, yeah, so I guess now we can talk about Higgs and Harry. <laughs> about and what? And snitch. Oh, the snitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they, they both go after the snitch, and then um, Finch, right? It's Finch. Oh, I Justin think so. Finch. Uh, Flint? Flint. Marcus Flint? Finch. What am I saying? Yep, Marcus Flint. You're, you're thinking of Justin Finch Fletchley, who's a Hufflepuff. Fletchley. He's a Hufflepuff. You're right, he's a Hufflepuff. Um, <laughs> and he shows up in the second one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but anyway, Marcus Flint, as I clearly do not know names. Yeah. He bumps into Harry and he loses sight of the snitch. Yes, because Harry. Does Harry slam into the ground? Um, Hold on. I think he just flies away, like he might have spiraling, kind of. I don't think he it's hits the ground. Possible. I don't think he hits the ground. I'm pretty sure he just gets hit into a a spin. Yeah, um, that's probably it. Yeah, because I don't. <laughs> it doesn't say he went into the ground yeah, or anything. I don't think he went into the ground. But yeah. anyway, they lose sight of the snitch. So then Harry has nothing to do for a little bit again. Um, and isn't that when his broom starts getting attacked? <laughs> yeah, but well, I have to tell you what Lee Jordan says in okay. response to Marcus oh, yes. hitting yeah, Harry. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, Lee Jordan was finding it difficult not to take sides. So, after that obvious and disgusting bit of cheating, Jordan, growled Professor McGonagall, I mean, after that open and revolting foul, Jordan, I'm warning you, <laughs> All right, all right. Flint nearly kills the Gryffindor Seeker, which could happen to anyone, I'm sure. <laughs> so a penalty to Gryffindor, taken by Spinner, who puts it away, no trouble, and we continue <clears throat> to play. Gryffindor still in possession. <laughs> I love um, him so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Uh, what? Oh my gosh, what is it? There was something that I was going to say. I'm not even 100% sure <laughs> what I was going to say. I can't help you. I know you can't. Anyway, we can move on. Okay, so... <laughs> so it's around this time that Harry's broom starts to malfunction. Yes. Which, apparently, like, that's not really possible, I guess. Because yeah. no wizard should be able to interfere with a broom's abilities yes. or whatever. So it has to be, like, really strong magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. But, um... Yeah, so it's malfunctioning, and um, Hermione steals Hagrid's binoculars and mm-hmm. starts scanning the crowd, and she stops on Snape mm-hmm. and sees that he's muttering something yeah. while staring <clears throat> fixed on Harry. Yeah. And so she thinks that Snape is doing this to Harry. Yeah. And she accuses him of it and then shows Ron. Um, mm-hmm. What Does Hagrid even react? 
see that? Uh, I don't know if on. he does. He's definitely there with them. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Hermione tells Hagrid. I don't think they tell Hagrid. She does tell Ron, though. She does tell Ron, yeah, because uh, <clears throat> basically Hermione's like, Snape's doing something, he's jinxing the broom, and Ron's like, what should we do? And Hermione goes, leave it to me, and she runs off. <laughs> she just leaves. She leaves. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I took... Oh, I did take notes about that. So yeah, Hermione goes and catches Snape on fire. Yes, for a moment, and then she gets rid of the fire. Yep. yep. Which we don't see that in the movie. It's nope. just she sets him on fire and leaves. Yep. Which is terrible. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> terrible, but I mean, also, you know, I guess how else was she gonna stop him without making it obvious that she was on to him, quote unquote. I don't know. Because she couldn't have just gone... Oh, I mean, I guess she could have gone up to Snape and been like, hey, I have a question about potions, blah, blah, blah. But also, Snape probably would have been like, please stop, I'm trying to help Harry yeah, or something. Probably. Yeah, but... You you also have to think about the fact that... Uh, because we know it's not Snape who's mm-hmm. jinxing the broom, yeah. since we've read this before. Yeah. We know the story. We know, we know Snape is. is trying to help. Yeah. And so, you know... It's got to be Voldemort on the back of Kroll's head, yes. probably doing it. Yeah. Although Voldemort cannot see Harry. No, he can't because if Quirrell is facing Harry, mm-hmm. and then he has he's wearing a turban yeah. and all that. So I mean, either it's either it's Voldemort doing it or it's Quirrell doing it without words. Yeah, <laughs> which I think is a possibility. I, I want to say in, like, fifth they, year, yeah, they, they start... they have spells where they don't have to say anything. Yeah. I want to say in fifth year, that's when they start going over those nonverbal spells. Yeah. So that's definitely a possibility. And I think that a lot of the darker magic might be Is, nonverbal. Yeah. Or at least they've learned how yeah. to make them nonverbal. Yeah. They've, like, figured out a way to do it. Yeah. So that's probably what's happening. Yeah. Um... Oh, so after Hermione sets sets Snape on fire, um, you know, Harry's able to get back on his broomstick, and then he's just kind of automatically caught the snitch. Yeah. Which... (laughs) I don't understand. I don't understand it either, because in the movie, you... There's this very obvious, you see it, you yeah. see, Harry gets back on his broom and goes, and oh, the there's the snitch, he, he goes, goes after, after it, yeah. he, for some bizarre reasons, decides to, oh wait, is this where he stands on the broom? This is where he stands this on the broom. This is where he stands on the broom. For some bizarre reason, he decides to stand on the broom to try and get the snitch. I don't know why, but he almost swallows it, and... And that's how he catches it in the movie. And that's how he catches it in the movie, and in, uh, in the book... Let's see. Okay, I'll just read this because it's okay. it's very just like what happened. <laughs> it was enough. Up in the air, Harry was suddenly able to clamber back onto his broom. Neville, you can look, Ron said. Neville had been sobbing into Hagrid's jacket for the last five minutes. Harry was speeding toward the ground when the crowd saw him clap his hand to his mouth as though he was about to be sick. He hit the field on all fours, coughed, and something gold fell into his hand. I've got the snitch, he shouted, waving it above his head, and the game ended in complete confusion. I'm also confused. I'm very confused. (laughs) Well, and part of that, actually, we missed is um, Flint, during the whole confusion of Harry on his broom, Mm -hmm. Flint scored like five points. That's because no one cared. Yeah, no one was paying attention. No one was paying attention. They were all wondering what was happening with like Harry's he scored broom. like five times. Yeah. <laughs> Took advantage of a situation still lost. I mean, duh. Yeah. <laughs> still lost, though. Still lost. But it's just like, it doesn't explain really how Harry caught the snitch. Yeah, no. It was just all of a sudden he, he had it. Yeah, we have like no clue. Yeah, it wasn't explained. <laughs> Although it does say, uh, the the beginning of the next paragraph is Flint saying he didn't catch it, he nearly swallowed it. Yeah, he's complaining and, about that, but No, I think he's laughing about it. Yeah, oh, he's laughing, laughing about it. Really? Oh. Yeah, he's laughing about it. Uh but <laughs> it's just really? Yeah. I feel like he was would be complaining. That doesn't or at least it or at least in my point of view he was laughing. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. 
feel like he'd be upset. Maybe. Like, how dare he catch it by, like, swallowing it. Swallowing it. I mean, there's no rules against that. That's true. That's true. (laughs) But it's still just, like, it's not really explained how Harry just happened to get back on his broomstick and then happened to catch it. Yeah, it's just straight from cursed broom to Harry has a snitch. And it's almost like Harry didn't even notice the snitch was there until he almost swallowed it. (laughs) Yeah, it's like... Did you fly into the snitch? I guess so. (laughs) And then it just magically showed up in your mouth? Yeah, I mean, like, what? (laughs) But I I just feel like that was a very scuffed writing on Joe's part. (laughs) Yeah. Like, she definitely could have gone into more detail there. For sure. At least a little bit. A little bit more. Just at least close out the game. Yeah. To at least be like, oh, Harry got back on his broomstick. He saw the snitch. Yeah. Uh,. I don't know. Whatever. He, and then he caught it. And they caught something. it. Yeah. Something though, like the movie something. did it very well because they did show that transition to the end of it. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And the so. way that it's done in the movie makes sense as to how yeah. Harry accidentally almost swallowed it. It definitely makes sense. Absolutely. He lunges for it. He does, and he no where it went. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that part's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, Hagrid has Harry, Hermione, and Ron over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To his hut for some like tea, as yeah. always. They always have tea. And then he spills the detail that the three-headed dog is named Fluffy. Yes. And they're like, "Wait, what? <laughs> you know about this dog? You know about this?" And then he also spills the detail that it's guarding something that is specific between Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel. Yeah. And that's pretty much the end of the chapter. Yeah, that is the end of the chapter. And so you found out two key pieces of information there, just because Hagrid is a blabbermouth. <laughs> Hagrid really is, yeah. <laughs> so now Harry knows the name of Fluffy. Yes. And everyone who is reading it knows the name of Fluffy for yeah. the first time. And um, they also know that Nicholas Fumel is important, and I don't... No, if a lot of people always pay attention to the little details, but we remember mm-hmm. that back at the beginning when Harry got his chocolate frog card yeah. with Dumbledore on it, it yeah. said Nicholas Flamel. Yes, it did. So if he had any kind of really good memory, yeah. <laughs> he would know he Nicholas He would Flamel. be like, hey. <laughs> and then he'd be able to go look at that chocolate frog card and be like, oh, the Sorcerer's Stone. Look at it. Wait, did it actually say Sorcerer's Stone? I'm pretty sure it does. It may have. I'm pretty sure it mentions oh, or the Philosopher's far. Stone. It mentions it. Yeah. But hold on, yeah. I can find it. Yeah, because they worked on it together. That's what the little detail was about yeah. Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel and the chocolate frog card. Uh, alchemy. Oh, it does say alchemy. It doesn't say the sorcerer's right. stone, though. But alchemy is at least something. At least that, they could that would be. Yeah, well, if they would remember Nicholas Flamel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say at the end of this chapter, um, they do say that like they. Snape was trying to steal whatever's un- yeah. whatever Fluffy's guarding, and I do wonder because Hagrid just says that uh, Snape's a Hogwarts teacher; he'd do nothing of the sort. Like, does Hagrid know who else is guarding? I don't think he does. I don't think so either. So it gives me reason to wonder if anyone knows who's guarding, except for it, Dumbledore. Except for Dumbledore, yeah. Because yeah. I know that McGonagall has a part, Snape has a part, Hagrid yeah. has a part. I I almost feel like Snape and Pooch McGonagall would part. know. But I don't but yeah. think Hagrid would know. Yeah. Which I think in the movie it's slightly different because I'm pretty sure Hagrid does say Snape's one of the ones guarding yeah. it. He does. He does say that in the movie. Which yeah. Which like, is definitely different from this because yeah. Hagrid has no clue, obviously. I would say, <laughs> and like obviously as readers we don't know either. Yeah. We assume Snape's trying to get it. We do. At this point we're like, what the hell? Snape? We're like, what's in there? What is Snape trying to steal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real. <laughs> But obviously it's not Snape, guys. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's definitely not Snape. He's trying to protect it. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, the one, like, person who keeps trying to stop the other person. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> because no one yeah. else really, like, knows that the other person is trying. Only Snape has, like, figured it out. Yeah. From what I understand. Because otherwise, I feel like McGonagall would be doing more stuff <clears throat> to try yeah. and stop it. Yeah. I was saying, <laughs> and I think because... Snape does have that kind of connection to Voldemort. Yeah. Because he is a Death Eater. Like, he can probably... Probably Maybe sense or something. 
Maybe. Yeah, there's always that potential. I would say, I don't, I don't know that Quirrell and Snape have talked, like, face-to-face about anything, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they have. It's a good point. It definitely shows them talking face-to-face in the movie, but... Well, I mean, not about that, though. Yeah. Well, no, I'm talking about, like, it is about that in the movie. There's a part where they have a... Oh, you're right. Harry's in his little cloak. You're right. I forgot Uh, about that. Which brings us to our next chapter. Yeah. Which is Christmas. Just kidding. It's not what it's called. That's not what it's called, but... But Christmas! Literally the first (laughs) word of the chapter is Christmas. Yes. Yes. And I wrote Christmas time as my first note. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know. (laughs) I did. Because I... I didn't. (laughs) Um... So everyone's looking forward to the holidays and getting to, like, go home or, like, at least not have to do classes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. They just get to hang out, have fun, enjoy yeah. their their holiday time. Mm-hmm. And um, Harry was one of the first people to sign up on McGonagall's list of people he, staying. Yes. He, he was is, like, absolutely, let me stay. Yeah, he is not torn up in the slightest about not getting to go home to mm-hmm. the Dursleys for yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Because... This might be the one year he actually enjoys Christmas. Exactly, yeah. Because I'm sure he hasn't enjoyed it in the past. Oh, probably not, no. It'd <laughs> um, probably be the same with birthdays, you know? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing good, at least. Yeah. Um, and so he's definitely staying, and Draco tries to, like, make it a point of, like... Of, like, oh, oh I feel... you s- don't go home. I feel so bad for the people who don't go home for Christmas. But and, Harry oh. is so happy to not go home. <laughs> Yeah, of course. But Draco can't even get under his skin with that. I know, yeah. <laughs> so Draco fails. Yeah. <laughs> he fails. He fails. Um, I, I have some small points about, yeah, like, the very ahead. beginning of the chapter. Uh, the Weasley twins enchanted snowballs to hit Quirrell's turban. <laughs> so my, my oh notes my about gosh. that, my notes about that was, ouch, for Voldemort. <laughs> I actually forgot about that, but Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I'm like, that's something that I've heard over the years that this yeah. happened. And like, I'll, I've read the book before, so I know it, but I always Directly forget. In Voldemort's face. I know. They don't know that. No, but... they don't, but. We as readers don't know that. Yeah, you're right. Except for those of us who have read it already. Yeah, which we have. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I my next note was, must be tortured after teaching the dungeons during winter. Poor Snape. Because yeah. it's so cold down there yeah. that, like, their breaths are, like, misting. Yeah. And so I'm like, that's freezing. Well, and it makes me wonder about the Slytherin common room oh, and stuff, too. that's because true. Because they live down there. They do the live dungeons. down there. So, like... Maybe they have really good he- fireplaces and heating elements. Well, I hope they do, because... Uh, yeah. <laughs> those poor kids. I mean, the entire <laughs> castle has to have good yeah. heating Well, and I think that's sort. why there's a fireplace in most... I think there's a fireplace in those I th- rooms. I, th- I feel like there should most be. Ro- I don't know about most rooms. I feel like there should be, though. There should be. Should because be, Because I feel yes. like they're not going to have AC and, like, heating They don't. They stuff. don't because they won't <laughs> update the castle an or anything. Castle. <laughs> they write with, like, Aquila. Yeah, that's true. They're not going to update anything. They don't update anything. They like living in the past. And I, I betcha, like, if you... Well, okay, I know Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is, like, 19 years later, whatever. Uh, but I feel like if you were going to Hogwarts today, you'd be like, please update these things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring some ballpoint pens with yeah. me. That's what I'm writing in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I definitely would bring please, pens. Like, for the love of God, please. I'm not about to use a quill. No. <laughs> like, I might, like, the first day just to do it and say I've done it. But otherwise... You have to, like, redip that quill every five seconds. I know. It's casual. But, yeah, so... <coughs> is there anything else that you had about the beginning? Not about that. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely poor Snape, though. Because poor Snape. <laughs> honestly, he's the only teacher who has to teach down there. Yeah. As far as we know. As far as we know, yeah. Like, there's probably, a, like, one or two probably other teachers, maybe... I teach down there, but I don't Maybe. know. But, you know, we also don't yeah. actually know how many teachers there how are, many teachers how many there are, classes, there classes. Are. Yeah. yeah. We don't know any of that. We just have, like, the yeah. basic, like, these are the classes you have to take. Yeah. And then that's it. Yep. <laughs> and so we, like, know the basic teachers. Um, yeah. And I would feel bad for uh, 
Professor Sprout, too, though, because she's outside. Yeah, she's outside in the greenhouse. So, and that's not going to be warm, either. No, it's not. I mean, they probably have ways to keep the plants in there warmer. Yeah. But it's probably not going to keep everyone in there warm. No, definitely not. <laughs> they don't care about the people in there. Yeah. They just care about the plants in just there. Just the plants. Just the plants. <laughs> so, I definitely wonder about Hogwarts heating and yeah. why they think that that's okay. They just wear lots of layers. Maybe that's why they wear so many layers. They're Probably. Like, you have to wear the shirt and the sweater and their cloak. And the cloak. And that's and it. Yes. Enjoy. <laughs> so, yeah, that's definitely interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Harry's excited about Christmas. And mm-hmm. he, Ron, and Hermione go to the library before Hermione leaves. Yeah. To go look for Nicholas Hamel, like, one last they, time. They do, they come across Hagrid. Hagrid yes, won't tell them anything true. about Nicholas Hamel. Yeah, they're, like, pestering him about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, well, I guess we gotta go to the library again yeah. and look up some more stuff. <laughs> they're like, well, we're just gonna keep looking. And yeah. Hagrid's like, you really shouldn't, but they're gonna keep doing it anyway. Yeah, they're, they're, he's like, nosy don't, children. okay. Nosy 11-year-old children. Yep. Um... So they go to the library, and they don't find anything. Ron's just pulling random books off the shelves. Yeah. doesn't make any sense. No. Because you're not going to find anything in a random book. No. You need to go look at specific stuff. I will say, all the books that he, that they talk about are, like, modern today books, which I guess makes sense, since Hagrid did say, like, this is between Dumbledore and Nicholas yeah. Flamel. So you would think, you know, someone modern. Yeah. Uh, but it's been a long time. But it's been a long time. Long time since long they time. worked together. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so that's definitely an interesting thing that they're just looking at those. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also because they don't know any better. It's true. It's true. So then Hermione leaves. Mm-hmm. And um, Harry and Ron, now that they're like... Like, Gryffindor House was totally slimmed down because yes. so many people went home. Yes. And so now, like, Harry and Ron get to have all of the comforts of Gryffindor Tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and the nice comfy armchairs by yeah. the fire. And yep. They get to do whatever they want and have all their snacks and all of the yeah. things. And they start playing a lot of wizard's chess. Mm-hmm. And Ron keeps teaching Harry how. <laughs> Which, the wizard chess thing is interesting because... Like, it's like you have your own set of chess mm-hmm. pieces, which, like, with normal, just normal, like, muggle chess, yeah. you know, it all comes together. You don't have to bring yeah. your own. But for wizard's chess, you need your own set. Yep. And they talk? And I they didn't... have to trust you. Uh, they don't have to well, trust Well, I mean, you. it's easier to play the game it's if they trust you. easier if they you. trust you. <laughs> but, they, like, they talk? I didn't realize that. Yeah. No, they talk. Which they just don't I d- talk in the movie. They just don't talk in the movie, so I didn't know. I forgot. Yep. <laughs> but I was like, what? <laughs> They're a lot less terrifying, I think, in the book. Yeah, definitely. Um, in my opinion, because I feel like if you can talk to your chess pieces, it's probably... It's, it's probably like, okay. And not like, oh my gosh, this is yeah. terrifying. And awful. Yeah. Because, like, I know that Hermione's well, like, that's barbaric. But I would like- say, yeah, Hermione's, Hermione's like that. I mean, like, I probably... I personally would have rather they didn't talk, maybe, because oh. they have to they have to destroy each other. So <laughs> I'd be like, I'm, you talk, I'm so sorry. But, uh... Well, well, okay, at least in the movie, they destroy each other. <laughs> yeah, my question with that, though, because I'm sure that they still do it in the book, is that, like, do they just put themselves back together at the end of the game? Because you can't constantly keep buying sets. I mean, maybe, with. my guess is that maybe in the book, uh, maybe they, like, not necessarily pretend hit, but it's not, like, a hard hit that breaks them. It's just kind of like, okay, you're hit, all right, get off the board. Okay. So maybe they move themselves off the board. Maybe. They don't destroy each other. They just go, okay, I'm gone. Bye. I also kind of enjoy the Humpty Dumpty aspect. Yeah. Where, like, (laughs) the more games you play, the more your chess pieces could look a little sad. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, they're they're more torn. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, like, Ron got his from his grandfather, I think. Mm -hmm. So that one's been passed down. Yeah. So the chess set has to continue. So... Either yeah. it's what you said and they just kind of I th- acted out a little bit, or you know, they are able to just repair themselves. You know, I do think 
I do think Ron's was a little bit... Yeah, it says Ron's set was very old and battered. So, okay, so they, they do get battered down. Okay. But... So they do hit each other. Not to, like, not the extent like destroying that they're destroyed. Each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um... Uh, oh, yeah. So then they wake up on Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. And Harry's very excited because he has this little group of presents yeah. in the bottom of his bed. And he wasn't really expecting anything. <laughs> oh, of course he wasn't. And he's like, oh my gosh. And then Ron's like, what did you expect? <laughs> uh, nothing. <laughs> and Harry's like, what? <laughs> so he like starts opening his presents and yeah. stuff. And um, he gets a flute from Hagrid, which like... Which seems innocuous right now to the reader, because it's just a flute. Yeah. But to us, we know that the flute has a purpose later. Does it? It does. I don't remember this. With Fluffy. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Obviously, I've forgotten this, because all I know is the movie at this point. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Got it. But, um, so that's the first present he opens, and then he gets a coin from the Dursleys, and it's like, what, 50 cents or something, Mm -hmm. from what I understood. I don't understand their currency. It's 50 pence. But. But I don't know what that is in American currency. I would assume it's a small denomination. Yeah, it's probably. one of our pennies, or a five cent, or. I mean, it's probably close to. 50 cents maybe. i i assume maybe <laughs> but I assume. that's what he got from the dursleys and ron's so fascinated by it yeah. harry's like okay you can have it <laughs> yeah harry's like here have it like i, I really don't care i don't care <laughs> um and so he gives that to to ron and yeah. then he gets an emerald green sweater from mrs weasley which is so sweet super sweet I definitely love... doesn't have a letter on it though no <laughs> um so that movie definitely got those wrong. It's um, fine. It's fine. <laughs> and then he gets chocolate frogs from Hermione. I don't know. There was candy that he got, but I don't remember who that was from. I thought it was Hermione. <laughs> well, he got chocolate frogs from Hermione. Well, I know that. Hold up. Did he get other candies from Hermione, too? Um, I just know he got other candies. Oh, he got... Oh, okay. So he got a the sweater and a box of homemade fudge from Mrs. Okay. Weasley. I forgot about the fudge. That's probably what it was. That's probably what it was. Um, and then he gets his invisibility cloak that belonged to his father, and there's a note saying that, but it's mm-hmm. not stated as to who gave it to him. Mm-hmm. So he has no clue who that was from. Yeah. So my my thing about the invisibility cloak yes. is, one, how did Ron immediately guess what it was? I don't know. Because Ron's just immediately like, I've heard about these. It's like, that's an invisibility cloak. Yeah. And like... But if it's really rare... Yeah. Which I like the way they did it in the movie better. Yeah. Because uh, Ron's just kind of like, oh, well, put it on then. Yeah. Let's see it. Because he doesn't know what it is before no. he puts it on. Which, and then he's like, oh my gosh. Which that makes more sense, you <laughs> yeah, know? It makes the a lot whole, more sense that way. Just put it on. Let's yeah. see how it looks. Yeah. Um, but, and then <laughs> another question I had was, why did James leave it in this person's possession before he died? Like, yeah. What what was the point of that? Did James go, hey, give this to my son Harry when he's old enough if I happen to die or, like, what? Or did they just happen to have it when James died? That's a really good question. Also, who does James trust enough to lend the invisibility cloak to? I, I so, think I know who it is, but I don't 100% remember if it's the same in the book as it is in the movie. I can't... Because I'm pretty sure in the movie it's McGonagall. Well, I mean, that would make sense. My guess is Dumbledore, but I don't remember. But it might be Dumbledore. Honestly, I I feel like it's either one of those. It's one of those two. I don't think it's anyone else. It would be one of those two. So, I guess we'll... The the question is just, like, why... I, I feel like it would be perhaps Dumbledore more than McGonagall okay. because they gave this invisibility cloak to an 11 year old child so you just think it's because Dumbledore is like Dumbled- oh this is gonna be fun. <laughs> Dumbledore is like this is gonna be great <laughs> let's give this to an 11 year old and see what he does with it I feel like McGonagall would have a warning on her like use like oh well it does say use it well but it's, I feel like McGonagall would be like please don't break the rules <laughs> Well, I think that's what the Use It Well says. That's why I think maybe it's McGonagall. But I understand I the Dumbledore so. aspect I feel, of it, too, I feel like it would, later. I feel like it would be Dumbledore. <laughs> I don't remember who it is. <laughs> all, all I can think of right now is a Harry Potter musical. And the sequel. 
because uh, <laughs> Dumbledore knows about the invisibility cloak. Yeah. But also, I just had this thought of uh, the sequel where uh, where Snape like takes the inv- or no Umbridge takes the invisibility cloak and she's like, "Look at the name on the tag. It says Potter." <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sorry about the, the slurping of my drink. That's okay. Um, yeah, that... Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to watch those. <laughs> Me too. This is going to be so great. Um, yeah, oh I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. I feel bad that I don't remember that. But I don't. <laughs> it wasn't that big of a detail. No, it's not. It's um, really not. <laughs> so it's fine. But anyway... Um. So Harry has that, and then, like, Fred and George and Percy and all them show up. Mm-hmm. And Fred and George have F and G on their sweaters, yeah. and they claim that their names are Gret and Forge. Which I love. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> Which made me very happy. They were like, yeah, we just don't remember that our names are Gret and Forge. Yeah, they're, they're like, we know we're called Gret and Forge. because <laughs> yeah. they're the only ones who have letters on their sweaters. But then I mentioned that Percy had a P on his. I would say I thought Ron's. But Ron's doesn't. It doesn't mention anything about Ron's having one, and Harry's doesn't have a letter on it. So I feel like she's kind of selective about who she puts the letters on. I mean, maybe. And um, I don't know. I don't know one hundred percent if Percy's does have a P on it, but I feel like it does. Like I questioned if it did. I, I'm because pretty sure Percy's does. Because it doesn't straight up say it, but Fred and George are like, P for per- Prefect. Yeah, they say P for Prefect. So. So I feel like it, pro- I feel like Ron's probably does. I don't know. It, it doesn't say. Yeah, it doesn't. It just says that it's maroon. It definitely specifically says that Fred and George have yeah. it. Yeah. And then it kind of hints at Percy having yeah. it, but it doesn't say anything about Ron having it. Yeah. <laughs> so this, so. to me, this is kind of an interesting scene with uh, Fred and George. Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're like, forcing Percy to yeah. put it on. And, and he has to hang out with uh, the family. Yeah, and he's, like, <laughs> it's a family thing. And so I'm, like, are Fred and George just, like, is this just, like, a huge joke to them? But they do maybe want to spend time with them? I think it or, is. Or is it that they genuinely want to spend time as a family since they're not going to be with their parents? Because to me, it reads like a joke, like an entire joke. But... At the same time, I feel like maybe they do actually care about the sweaters and the family time. I for think this. it's a joke covering. Covering for the that. That would that because that's sense. just yeah. how Fred and George are. Oh, absolutely. They're 100%. not going to be super serious. No, because that's just who they are. <laughs> that's just who they are. They are jokesters. But they do have things that they value and that they want to have. Happen yeah, as well. So I think yeah. that's what it is. I think they're covering up for the fact that they're, like, kind of sentimental uh-huh. about Christmas time. <laughs> about holidays and family <laughs> yeah. time, at least. So I think that's what's happening there. Yeah. Because um, it's like, they know Percy's, like, stuck up and yeah. uh, whatever. But they're like, well, you have to eat with us because it's yeah, Christmas, they're... so you're not eating with the prefects. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um... So, yeah, so Harry spends all day having fun with the Weasleys, basically. They have yeah, snowball basically. fights, and they're just, like, eating all their candies and yeah. partying it up yeah. on, you know, Christmas, because that's what you do on that's Christmas. That's what you do. <laughs> or any holiday, I guess, yeah. for that matter. Um, and so then they've had, like, this long day where they've just yes. had fun. Yes. And they're going to bed. Hold on. I want to point okay. out one, yes. one thing point before you get there. Go ahead. Like, during, uh, during kind of like the feast or whatever, like, uh, after much wine, like, oh, Hagrid, yes. Hagrid kisses McGonagall on the cheek and she blushes. <laughs> what the hell? Is it just blushes or does she giggle? I feel like oh, she I think she giggles too. too. Hold on. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, she giggled and blushed, (laughs) and I was like, "Oh my god!" Okay, I didn't write anything down about that, but I was like, "What?" Uh, Yeah, I was like, "What?" Because that's definitely weird. Yeah, Um, especially to see like McGonagall like indulging, I guess. Yeah, because that kind of reaction is not a normal McGonagall reaction. Not that we would think of. Yeah, you're right, but it's got to be some kind of like I would feel impaired, relaxed reaction yeah maybe in my view yeah maybe she had a couple too many i was that's that's what i was thinking too i was like maybe she also had some or too much mead whatever they they drink whatever (laughs) but that's what i'm thinking there yeah i don't know i don't feel like that's she would not normally react that way 
I'm because sure I think she... if she was super sober, she would be like, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm sure she would be like, Hagrid, please stop. <laughs> yeah. So I think that she's probably a little uh, tipsy. Probably. <laughs> tipsy okay. McGonagall, guys. <laughs> Anyways. So now bedtime. Now it's bedtime, yes. <laughs> and Harry wants to use his invisibility cloak. Yeah. And he feels selfish because he wants to use it by himself without telling Ron. Yes. <laughs> But Ron's already asleep, and yeah. he's like, I'm just gonna use it. So he's like, it's fine. I'm just gonna go use it. And obviously, like, later, Ron does get upset, but, like, mm-hmm. we're not there yet. So <laughs> Harry uses his cloak, and he goes wandering around the castle. <laughs> well, he goes to the library <laughs> That's first. Right, first. Because he wants to look in the restriction. And he finds that screaming section. book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which he already said he thought he could hear voices from the yeah. restric- restricted section. Yeah. Which and is probably accurate. I feel probably. Like books probably do talk to you, and that's probably why they're also restricted. At least some of them, yes. I think that some of them probably have some dark voices in there. Probably. <laughs> I mean, it's probably where Mein Kampf would end up. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. In the restricted section. Probably. Evil. Oh, God. <laughs> but <laughs> not talking about no. real world politics. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, so, Harry's in the, rest- the restricted section, he has a lamp with him, and, mm-hmm. uh, he, he opens up the screaming book, and in his haste to, like, put the book back, he knocks over the lamp, yep. and, and it crashes, yeah. and, and the fire goes out. Yeah, and Filch comes after him, and, uh, and he quickly shoves the book back on the shelf. Yeah. And then he runs. And he runs, and, uh... Snape and Filch happen to come down the same hallway that Harry is in. And it's very narrow. It's very narrow, so Harry, like, hides in this open classroom yeah. that he just happens to come across. Yeah. And that is where we find the mirror of Erised. Which, as we all know, is the mirror of desire. Desire, <laughs> yes. Because Erised, backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> desire. <laughs> um, So he goes ahead and he... He's kind of interested in the fact that this huge mirror is just chilling in this this room. Yeah, he's kind of like, okay, like, it's it was obviously a classroom, yeah. but there were, like, desks and yeah. whatnot pushed back. And there's just a mirror just there. Just a mirror. So he goes and he, like, looks into the mirror and he sees these these people. Yeah. Like, he's not 100% sure who they are at it's, first. It's like, there's, like, <laughs> ten people or yeah. more. And it's like, what? <laughs> but we all know that it's his whole family. Which I always forget. Because I do, too. Because I'm so used yeah. to the movie. And it just shows his parents. But it shows, like, all of his family. Yeah. Like, his grandparents which, and all of them. Which, in my notes, I was... Like, I think it was after I read this passage, I finally made a note about it. I was like, he sees about ten people in the mirror with him. Uh, his parents as well as others. Who were the other people? And then I went, wait, I'm dumb. They're the rest of his family. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote that? I wrote it. I, like, I completely forgot. I was like, oh, well, hold on. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I love that. I didn't have any question about who they were. I like, <laughs> especially when it mentioned like the older man or whoever. I was like, okay. I was so saying because like, his grandparents. I was saying because they do mention they do mention like oh all these people with the same green eyes Harry yeah. has, and I'm like ah oh, family, it, like yeah. whatever. And then I forgot about it. <laughs> you space. I just based on that. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, but. I wish that they had included that in the movies, actually. I want them to put all of this yeah. family in there. Like, I I completely understand why they only limited it to both his parents. I do, too. Because I feel like having that many people uh, would have been too much. Maybe. For the movie, at least. But at the same time, I also kind of feel like that just shows Harry that he only has two people in his family. Which, like... I would say that's the thing, too. You really only hear about, <laughs> like, Harry's parents yeah and then his aunt and uncle and cousin yeah. and that's it yeah and that's... he he definitely has more people in this family yeah there, there's obviously more people yeah. so... but those are the only ones we really know of yeah i don't know i feel like they kind of missed out letting us know more about harry's family because i'm sure there are people who knew his like the rest of his family and yeah. i don't think all of his family was probably dead by then. i know that's that's also a question of mine i'm like what like all of his wizarding family is dead all of them. The wizarding family and the muggle family, yeah. like, they're all dead? Like, that's, yeah, because, like, he couldn't have gone to, like, Lily's, gra- like, parents. Yeah. Or, like... Or, like, James's, James's parents? parents? 
Or even like, like if I, they had siblings, maybe like I was gonna say like not I, Petunia, obviously. No, but. I mean like I guess I could see James's parents maybe being dead because the whole wizarding war and okay. whatnot. I, I could see that. I could see that, but Lily's but parents. Lily's, yeah, Lily's parents. I feel like, like like I feel like Lily and James got married, and then like a year later Harry was born. Yeah, and I so. don't think they were that old. I think they were pretty young. Yeah, or at least we would assume. Oh well, yeah. We would assume that they're pretty young, but I feel like they are pretty young, because from what we've seen, they're pretty young, and... Which, at this point in the series, we've seen nothing. That's true. (laughs) We have seen nothing at this point in the series. But, like, I don't know, I just, I feel like maybe his grandparents were probably still... I I would hope so. I don't know why then Dumbledore and McGonagall would drop him off at the Dursleys and not his loving grandparents. (laughs) I mean, I guess maybe because they're younger and oh. would it would be easier for them to take care of Harry. But then he never meets the the grandparents if they even existed either. So I feel like Joe kind of left a lot out with Harry's family. She did. Because she, she really did. There's so much that you just don't know. Yeah. And like there's definitely a lot more potential for like other things cuz who knows like did James have siblings? I can't remember. And if he had siblings? No, I want to say James was an only child. You do? I'm pretty sure he was know. an only child. All I know is he was an ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, <laughs> like, I just, I don't know, I have questions. <laughs> yeah, there's so many questions here. I have here. lots of questions about the family thing. So many. <laughs> but we're not getting answers about them, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he sees his parents and then he uh, leaves. Hey, I think he promises, like, I'll come back tomorrow. Oh. Or something. <laughs> I think so. Not necessarily he talks to them, but he just definitely like, at general, least sits there talks and talks to himself. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to come back. <laughs> he's like, I'll come back. Yeah. Okay. Well, he does come back the next day. With Ron this time. He does. And Ron's definitely upset that he used his cloak without him. Well, of course. Like, it's Harry's cloak. Yeah. From his dad. <laughs> so. Yeah. I feel like. There should be a pass there since it's not a gift to Ron specifically. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not like Harry took Ron's thing and was like, oh, I'm going to use this before Ron does. Yeah. So there's no reason for Ron to really be upset about it. No. I mean, like. He just feels left out, I think. He feels left out. That's the thing. But, like, it's okay because. Because. Now you're being included. Now you're included, yeah. And it's only a day later. Like, it's yeah. Not a huge, like. It's not, like, a year later after Harry's been using it for, like, a hundred days at least or something, you know? (laughs) But anyway, they go and look at the mirror, and Harry's all like, look, it's my family. And Ron's like, I only see us. Yeah, Ron can't see anything. So then Harry's like, well, you need to stand where I'm standing. So then Ron stands there, and he doesn't see Harry's family. Yeah. He sees him being extremely successful. Yep. He's head boy, he's, he's captain of the Quidditch team, he's he, holding the Quidditch cup. He's also holding the house cup. Yep, he's got and everything. And, like, he's, he's, you know, he, uh, like, he is successful, yeah. and, like, more so than the rest of his yeah. brothers, and that's the thing, because, uh, well, Dumbledore mentions this, yeah, actually. Uh, we're not quite there yet. We're but almost there. It's basically, <laughs> we're almost there. Uh, but, basically, Dumbledore mentions, like, Ron has always been, uh, you know... He's always had hand-me-downs. He's always been, like, one of the last siblings, so he's had to live up to yeah. all his brothers. Yeah. Which, poor Ron. Poor that Ron. Suck. I know. <laughs> no one wants to have to live up to someone else. No. Just live up to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> live up to yourself. But, anyway, so that's what happens. Um, so Harry's, like, surprised that he can't see his family. He's confused, obviously. Yeah, he's confused. He just doesn't understand how the mirror works. Yeah. Um, so then the third night, he goes back. Yes. And Dumbledore is there. He, do- he doesn't notice Dumbledore. No, he doesn't. But Dumbledore knows that Harry's there. Yeah. And he's like, hello. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hello, Harry. I was expecting you. Basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It's like he's sitting in his chair petting his cat. <laughs> <laughs> I've been expecting you. I've been expecting you. <laughs> Um, but anyway, they have a, a whole conversation, and Dumbledore's like, you probably shouldn't come back here again. Well, it's not even, you probably shouldn't come back here. It's, hey, I'm moving the mirror. It's oh, not going to be here tomorrow night. That's true. But Dumbledore also said he doesn't need a cloak to be invisible. Yeah. And so he has been there, I assume, every time, I for assume. every time. Yeah. And so my question is, 
Like, how often does Dumbledore visit the mirror? I think... Okay. <laughs> this is just my idea, but I think that Dumbledore moves the mirror every once in a while just to, <laughs> just to see, see who. who shows up. <laughs> And then he just sits there spying on them. <laughs> and he has it there for a few days just to, like... I mean, the thing is, though, I don't think that many students break the rules to sneak we out We don't night. know. <laughs> I would say, I know we don't know, but where and why are they going to sneak off somewhere? I don't know. Maybe they just really want to walk around at night. <laughs> like, I could see that. Absolutely. 100%. But I just, I don't see that happening. Or at least not very often. At least not with the students that we know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it would be Harry with the invisibility cloak. Yeah. That would be it. It's like Clue now. Harry with yeah. the invisibility cloak in that room. Which, I, oh, I don't know why I just thought about this. But uh, in the third movie, uh, there's that scene where Harry's, like, out at night with the... Uh, the map. The map, and he's, like, following Peter Pegger or trying to find yeah. him. He didn't wear the invisibility cloak. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. Harry's weird sometimes. He is. <laughs> but you're right, isn't it? That's like that that part where he is walking towards Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. And then you don't see anyone. Yeah, you don't see like, anyone. And then like what? Snape appears. And <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> he gets <hot>. There's no <laughs> need to call dumb. me sir, professor. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I love. Okay, that actually, I like the book for the third one way more than the the movie. I've only ever read the third book once. Because in the book, it's so much funnier. Oh, I'm sure. It's when, because... When Snape tries to open the yeah. map. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. So much funnier. It's Absolutely. So much <laughs> um, but anyway, we're, like, almost done with this chapter. I was saying, we're basically done with the chapter. Uh, Harry asks Dumbledore what he sees when he looks in the mirror, and Dumbledore lies. Very clearly. We assume he lies. We're pretty sure he lies. I don't know. You don't know what Dumbledore's desires are. I'm pretty sure, though. I feel like it's not socks. You never know. <laughs> like, I love socks. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I don't think that if I went and looked in the mirror of desire, that would be the one thing I want. Oh, I know. I, that's not what I would see. <laughs> and I, I feel like that's not what Dumbledore wants either. No, probably not. We no. just don't know what Dumbledore wants. Yeah. I feel like he was trying to give a uh, PG answer Problem. to an 11-year-old. <laughs> well, I mean, also, I think it mentions in the book. Hold on. Okay. I think it mentions that... Uh, Oh, yeah, it had been quite a personal question. Yeah. And so it wasn't necessarily that it was a PG answer. It was more just, like, had Dumbledore maybe really said what he saw, then he would have to... Or, well, Harry would get curious yeah. and would want explanations. That's true. Yeah, there's that potential, too. And so, you know, like, it could be that Dumbledore sees his sister, you yeah. know? Or he sees Grindelwald yeah. or whatever. You never know. You never know what Dumbledore sees in there, because he never actually says it. Nope. Um, but, yeah, so Harry goes back to bed thinking that he lied to him, but, like, obviously yeah. he also acknowledges that it was a personal it question. It was a personal question. <laughs> yeah. So, that's the end of the chapter. That's the end of the chapter. And... The end we're of the episode. So close. Yeah, yeah, I know. the end of the episode. We, we are very... literally so close to the end of the book. We really are. <laughs> we have, what, two more episodes? Yeah. Five Ooh. chapters left. <laughs> we have five chapters left, yeah. That's insane. <laughs> it is, yeah. Because, like... Oh, there was another point I wanted to make. Okay. Just about the book in general. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it seems kind of weird that Quirrell isn't a huge part of the story until mm -hmm. the very end. Like, he's just a character in the book. <laughs> I agree. Because um, even Flitwick isn't, like, that important. But he shows up, I think, more than Quirrell does. Mm, from what I've seen. I, I could see that. Um, but yeah, you're not wrong. I, I don't think Coral really does much in this book. Yeah. Um. He doesn't. It's kind of weird, honestly. Super weird. Like, I, I know that, like, I mean, since we've already read it, we know that he keeps trying to mm -hmm. do stuff. Yeah. We just don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely don't know about it. Because all we see is Snape trying to stop it. Yep. <laughs> Yep. And them thinking that Snape is actually trying to do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we know. That's all we know. That's all we see. Yeah. So it's definitely an interesting point about... 
I feel like Quirrell maybe is just a means to an end for I think Joe so. Because he hasn't been such a key player, even though he kind of is a key player in the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know the reasoning for that. I don't know why either. Quirrell isn't more involved, because I feel like he should be. Yeah, it seems like he should be, because we know what happens. Well, and he's the defense against the Dark Arts teacher. Except I don't know if the first years are taking defense against the dark arts and plus as far as we know like we don't know if voldemort is out there that's a good question do they not take defense against the dark arts first year? i have no idea it's never mentioned because i know that like that class is a huge deal the rest of the series oh absolutely so like that's part of the reason why i'm also yeah like questioning why he's not such yeah a, like a bigger part of the story yeah because that class and potions are the two main classes that everyone oh, was, absolutely. Like, focuses on. Yeah. It's I mean, Defense Against the Dark Arts is the big one because the teacher gets replaced yeah. every single year. Every year because it's so, cursed. <laughs> well now it is. Yeah. Uh all because of Harry. Yeah. Uh, but and so like you have to reintroduce the teacher every year. Yeah. But also because the first book, no one really knows if Voldemort is out there. Yeah, that's true. And so, like, after that thing that happens, they like... put more of an emphasis on the class. More more of an emphasis on the class, and also, hey, there might actually be dangers out there. So they need to learn. Yeah. I get that. Okay. But I guess that's the end. That's the end of the these end of chapters, the end of the episode. So I guess everyone should keep, keep it magical! magical. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh my. If you'd like to connect with us, be sure to check us out on both Twitter and Instagram at BMM underscore oh my. You can find us on Tumblr at BMM dash oh my. And you can also find us on Facebook by searching for Books, Movies, and Musicals oh my or search at sign BMM oh my. You can also email us at books.movies.and.musicals.omai at gmail.com. These socials and our email address are in the description. Thank you all so much for listening. We can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye! Bye.